Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brendan. I'm here with Andrew. Hello. We're going to be breaking down the NFC South, team grades for the NFC South. Yeah, um, not much to say to preface this. So let's just jump right into the top of the division, the New mm-hmm. Orleans Saints. Like I said, they finished the top of their division for the fourth year in a row with a 12-4 and record. The Saints lost to the Bucs in the second round of the playoffs. And recently, Drew Brees has retired. Shout out to Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. Elite quarterback. Absolute legend in New Mm -hmm. Orleans. Um, Yeah, that leaves Jameis Winston to be the starting quarterback. Um, Interesting enough. Yeah. Not Taysom Hill. (laughs) Not Taysom Hill. I don't care what what the Saints say that, oh, it's going to be a quarterback battle between Hill and Winston. It's not. It's Winston. <laughs> it's not. I have no faith in, ta- in Taysom Hill as a as a quarterback. Yeah. So, like him as a tight end, because then yeah. you can play him wherever you want. But yeah, yeah, there's that threat. So yeah, break us, uh, break this down. Let's. Yeah. What, what did the Saints do right this season? Yeah. So what they did right, uh, Alvin Kamara. Boom. That's, that's pretty <laughs> huge. Yeah, he had the most receiving touchdowns this season for the New Orleans Saints. Little fun fact. Honestly, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. It, it makes sense. Michael yeah. Thomas is out, so yep. that's gone. Emmanuel uh, Sanders is Emmanuel Sanders. So yeah, Traquan <laughs> yeah. Smith is Traquan Smith. Smith. Yeah. So, uh, and then Drew Brees was just trying yeah. his best to win one more Super Bowl. Um, he did yeah. okay, but obviously, Alvin Kamara finishes a what was he the number one running back this season? Um, yeah, finishes. As the yeah. number one running back. So that's insane. Yeah. I mean, if you score six touchdowns in one game. Oh, oh. yeah. I mean, we oh. were cheering for him at the end, let's be honest. Well, we were, yeah, like, after the seven. first three TVs, then yeah, we're <laughs> cheering for him. But. Yeah. After after three, you're just like, you've gone to the other side. You're like, all right, yeah. let's just screw it. Let's, you know, let's break the record. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kamara, 900 rushing yards. Uh, he had 750 receiving yards with 21 total touchdowns, uh, five of them receiving. Drew Brees, he, he was okay, almost 3,000 passing yards, 24 TDs, six interceptions. Uh, it's, missed some games. Missed some games, broke that about 1,000 ribs. Yeah, rib injury, yeah. That's... So, yeah, I understand why he's retiring. But uh, other than that, not a lot of top players in – it, it was really just their defense that that looked good. I mean, they they had an overall solid defense. I wouldn't say that they were dominant in any specific position, but they they were the thir- uh, fourth best defense uh, in terms of yards allowed per game. Yep. Um, they were the fifth best in terms of points allowed per game. So they were just overall uh, great against pass, great against the run. Um, yeah, Jared Cook did okay. I guess seven TDs, that's pretty good out of a tight end. 500 yards, though, could be a little bit better. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I guess what they need to improve on, you got to worry about wide receivers. Michael Thomas, you know, he's elite. But when he misses half of the season, that affects the team. Yep. I, you, As fun as it is for Alvin Kamara to get like 70% of the offense plays like that's that's nice but he needs help and it's not sustainable it's not sustainable exactly yeah. so you got to bring in another receiver 
Uh, Michael Thomas coming back from injury does help, but I'm also a little worried about off the field issues. He there was some situations that happened last season where he got benched. So a little concerning to me. Uh, obviously, the big concern is the quarterback, James Winston. Uh, he he signed a one year deal with the Saints. He's going to be the starting quarterback day one. I don't expect the Saints to draft a early quarterback. Could be late. I'm not really sure. I think they're going to give it a year with James Winston and see what he can do. Uh, and, you know, he's he's going to be an option for fantasy. He's not going to be the same James Winston that we know and love on Bruce Arians' offense with the Bucks, with the top you know, top two receivers. But I think he's going to be a, a streamable quarterback. So don't expect 5,000 yards, 30 TDs. I would expect more along the lines of 3,000 yards, 20 TDs at best. So yeah. just, just high, saying. High risk, high reward uh, for fantasy options streaming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I guess other offseason moves, they, they lost Jared Cook to uh, the Chargers. So that's a... That's a pretty big one there. Um, they just have, I guess, Nick Vanette is now their top tight end. Maybe Adam Troutman. Either way, it's yeah. not great. Uh, <laughs> Adam Troutman last season, 15 receptions. Nick Vanette last season, who was a Denver Bronco, 14 receptions. Each have one TD. So they're, maybe they get one of the top tight ends, you know, second or third round in the draft. I wouldn't be against that if I'm the Saints, but they yeah. also need another receiver. Michael Thomas is great uh, when he's healthy, when he's playing, but when he's not playing, I do not think Traquan Smith, Marcus Callaway, Deontay Harris is dependable, and they lost Emmanuel Sanders. So receiving uh, the receiving core is the the biggest issue. But overall, somehow, uh, against all odds, Saints got it done. They finished top in their division. Um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll I'll give them a grade of what a B plus. Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna say B plus because yeah, I mean they they still got it done. They went twelve and four, finished at the top of the division. I don't know how they did it, but uh, yeah. yeah, Alvin Kamara really you know, had a big season. Yep, uh, he stepped up in the absence of other players. So uh, yeah, I mean just because of that B plus. You know what it was? It was that one. It was week one where they beat yeah. the Buccaneers. Oh yeah. That was it. That's why <laughs> Boom. if if it wasn't for if if covid didn't happen, if there was an off season and a preseason and the the Bucks could have been top of the division. Yeah. But anyway. Speaking of the Bucks, let's move on to number 2. The Bucks finished second in the division with an 11 and 5 record and then went on to win the Super Bowl. Whoa. An exciting season for the Buccaneers. Heck a little yeah. bit of a rocky start with uh, with Tom Brady working his way into the system, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a fun season to watch, especially from the outside. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, plus, they got our boy Antoine Winfield Jr. on Ooh. on the field there, coming gotta out of Minnesota. Father played for the Vikings. You got to love him. Uh, always a legend, holding up the deuces to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I can't. I I can't go a podcast without mentioning that. That was just so. One of the savage. most epic moments. Oh my gosh! Story. With the disrespect, it was great. Yeah. I mean, a rookie doing that to you? Ooh, that's yeah, come me. on. Come uh, on. <laughs> some top players. There was a lot of them. Uh, Tom Brady, 
<laughs> yeah. Who, wait, the yeah. real question is which of their players wasn't it's a top not. player? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tom Brady, eighth best quarterback uh, in terms of fantasy. Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, both top 15. Um, I guess Godwin actually wasn't top 15. He, he Yeah, he, he missed uh, quite a few games. Missed- yeah, in the season, finished around the top thirty or around the number thirty spot for wide Got receiver it. in yep, fantasy. 30, there you go. So, there you go. I think he's a top fifteen talent, no doubt. But yeah, hundred percent. It yeah. fell back a little bit. Uh, Mike Evans, though, very good. Thousand receiving yards, thirteen TDs. Chris Godwin still did really well. Eight hundred and forty receiving yards, seven TDs. Um, yeah, I think I'm at the point where I'm. I'm. I've doubted Brady for about four years now three four years where it's like all right he's gonna take a step back he's not gonna be fantasy relevant i don't expect a good season out of him (laughs) you know what i don't care tom brady he's gonna be a top 10 quarterback yeah Yeah. i'm not i'm i am never going to say that he is going to uh regress the the next (laughs) season i'm i'm done saying that i'm done being wrong about tom brady it's going to be funny because now that you say that he's going to be top 10, he's this not could going to be, be top 10. Yeah. This could be the year. No, I, yeah. I, I refuse to believe that. No. I mean, so I, yeah, I, I, I don't see him regressing, honestly. He's got all of the this weapons around him. He's worked mm-hmm. his way into the offense. This is his team now. So yeah. it's, um, yeah. I'm done doubting Brady. I'm, <laughs> I'm done with that. It, it's funny. I found myself cheering for him in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, screw it. Here. Get seven. I don't care. Let's go for seven. Let's go for eight. Yeah. Why not get a ring for each finger? Let's get 10. But very good season out of him. Uh, over 4,500 passing yards, 40 passing TDs, which is tremendous. Uh, 12 interceptions. So very good ratio there. Touchdown to interception ratio. The run game was a little bit iffy. Uh, that's yeah. something that they need to figure out. It was Rojo. Uh, it was Leonard Fournette. Uh, yeah, Ronald Jones. Did all right, I would say. 978 yeah. rushing yards, seven rushing TDs. Leonard Fournette, only 367 rushing yards, but six TDs. So you could tell the uh, the red zone uh, snaps went more towards Fournette when uh, basically Ronald Jones was the third down back there. Or was the, uh, basically he was the main guy. So uh, no Keyshawn Vaughn. I know they drafted him. And uh, he was he was not involved at all. So, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately for you, Gronk looked <laughs> yeah. good as well. He was a top ten tight end. So, yeah, yeah, really, offensively, basically everything they did right. Defensively, I would say is just as good, if not better, than their offense. Top yep. five in in yards, uh, in the least amount of yards allowed per game. Uh. They they could do better in the passing defense, but their rushing defense they were the best, only allowing eighty rushing yards per game on average. Uh, same thing in in points per game they were you know top ten there. So their defense was was outstanding, beautiful, a beautiful defense. It was so fun. It was so fun to watch. I mean, it, we we talk about the Buccaneers a lot, obviously, and we always say they're they're a Pro Bowl team. They're just a team made up of a bunch of Pro Bowlers. So yep. what they need to improve on. Uh, their their run game. That's really my big issue. Uh, that's I, I can't think of anything else they need to improve on. I mean, yeah, really, it's just the run game. Get and, a backup for Brady, <laughs> so mean, then in ten years when he retires, you have a backup. <laughs> like yeah. run game. That's it. Yeah, I I really I'm, I'm not understanding. You know the 
I guess the big headline recently for obviously the moves for the Buccaneers is the signing of Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. I don't quite understand what the line of thought is behind that, but they were able to get back, you know, all of the starting players from the, from the Super Bowl. Bowl. So they're doing something right. That's I, a, that's I still don't understand the Giovanni Bernard signing, but we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, two days after they say Keyshawn <laughs> Vaughn's going to have a breakout year. Yeah. But no, we're signing Gio. Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. We're signing Gio and we're re signing Fournette. But Keyshawn Vaughn, though, yep. look out for our fourth string. Uh, <sighs> it's just not going to happen. And uh, Gio, yeah. I th- don't think, is going to be involved either. So yep. it's going to be Ronald Jones. It's going to be Lenny. Those the are going to be the two Lenny. guys. It's going to suck uh, if yep. you own them because it's you just don't know which one to start. Uh, we'll break down uh, more of this situation as well as other teams later on this year as we uh, head into the preseason. Uh, but yep. for now, we're talking about the past. So, yeah, I mean, offseason moves, re-signing everybody. Great. Um, I'm surprised they signed like Dom can sue. Um, but I think I, I project them to draft a defensive Lineman at 32. Yep. But other than that, yeah. uh, grade, A+. Plus, A+. No plus. Yep. I, Easy. Almost perfect. Like, it, actually, they were perfect. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So You can't, can't really get more perfect than that. I know they're Yeah, they just need sucked. the running back. But other than I, that, like, everything else about this team yeah. is perfect. If so. you think of the running backs as one person. Right. Like, I know it yeah. sucked for fantasy, but from a, just a regular NFL perspective, it was... Very good out of the run game because yeah. that was they got it done fourteen hundred yards and and thirteen TDs so actually yeah. thirteen rushing TDs then there's the receiving in there so anyway yeah yeah a plus yeah let's move on to the third team in the third place in the division wow that was couldn't have been worse that's but a, uh, Carolina right. Panthers they finished the uh, the season with a five and eleven record after Christian McCaffrey suffered some injuries that kept him out of all but three games. Yeah, that's a, this, that's a that was deal. quite honestly not a, not only rough for uh for fantasy but rough for the NFL. The NFL mm-hmm. is a, is better with McCaffrey and yep. Barkley in uh um, in the league you know, playing. And top, you got to get top guys in there, yeah. Yeah, the uh CMC notably had injuries to um you know, high ankle sprain and as well as injuries to his shoulder that kept him out. So there's a couple different things that kept him out of the season, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, yeah, I the the team in the absence wasn't great. You know, we had some good fantasy options, but um, you know, break us down the uh, performance for this team. Yeah, season. top performers. Teddy Bridgewater was a quarterback. He was a yep. streamable quarterback. Uh, yeah, finished 18th best. I wouldn't say he's a, a top option for the team, but he had a, two or three games last season where he was a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had. A lot of players step it up. DJ Moore was the, I guess he finishes the number two receiver on the team behind Robbie Anderson. Uh, yep. Robbie Anderson finished as the 19th best receiver. DJ Moore finished as the 25th. You had Curtis Samuel, who's no longer on the team anymore. Uh, he finished, tw- oh, he finished 24th. So, yeah, a, a very good receiving core. Uh, out of these guys, I know Curtis Samuel's a, a tough loss, um, but DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are definitely capable of uh, being top twenty-five again. Uh, probably the biggest player, the player that took a, the largest step up, was Mike Davis, the backup running back, hundred uh, percent under yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, 
yeah, 165 carries, 642 rushing yards for six rushing TDs, as well as uh, 375 receiving yards and two receiving TDs. It wasn't the best performance out of a running back, but he finished as RB12, averaging. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Think about he finished uh, RB12 with 600 rushing yards. 600 rushing yards. He he was just efficient is (laughs) is what it was. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about Mike Davis in a bit here. But, yeah, those were really the only guys. Um, Their defense was terrible. They do not have a good defense at all. So it's always good when your fantasy players are going up against them. But, uh, yeah, that's I would say that's what they need to improve on. Uh, if, you know, let's say, let's pretend the season just ended. If I said, you know, if you ask me what they need to improve on, I would say better quarterback. Yep. I would say um, tight end. Mm-hmm. And I would just say defensive players. So. They obviously, uh, if you haven't been living under a rock, you know that they got they traded for Sam Darnold, um, which for a, a steal, an absolute steal, 2021 sixth round, and then a second and a fourth in the 2022 draft uh, to the New York Jets. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's a great move. I love it. I think they're improving the quarterback situation. I know if you look at stats and stats only, Bridgewater's the better quarterback, but... You got to remember, Sam Darnold was under the control of Adam Gase for the entire, for his entire career. Yeah, he didn't have weapons. He didn't really have a. I guess he had an okay line, but Darnold, there's there's bits of talent in there. He's still really young. Yep. And hey, you put him on a team with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, you're looking pretty good. You're looking pretty dang good now. Uh, it's a little upsetting that they lost Curtis Samuel to Washington, but with cap space, they it kind of wasn't that big of a shock. Uh, they did sign David Moore, though, uh, formerly on the Seattle Seahawks, so David Moore is a good pickup, um, a decent replacement. Not to the level of Curtis Samuel, but he's a good enough wide receiver. Three, uh, signed Dan Arnold from the Arizona Cardinals, which I'm going to be honest, I don't really like that move. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. Yeah, very linear from from Ian Thomas. So uh, they they need to improve in the tight end aspect. Uh, they also signed a bunch of linemen and a bunch of defenders. So yeah. Pat Elfline, Taylor Moten, uh, they signed to a franchise tag. Uh, Cam Irving, like there, there's a lot of decent players there. Um, so yeah, I, I like the moves they're making in the offseason. Uh, my ideal draft pick for them is Kyle Pitts. If you put Kyle Pitts on a team like this, it, it's going to be amazing. Uh, to me, it's going to be like a like a slightly worse version of the Dallas Cowboys where you have fantasy-relevant players in almost any every position and a god-awful defense to yep. make these offensive players need to score a lot. So yeah, it, it, I... I like the uh, I like the direction this team's headed in, but looking back at their season that they just had a five and eleven record, just kind of a they, they I think they did the best with, with with what they had, but not really good enough. Um, I I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with just a bog standard C for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, C works for me. Mm-hmm. C for the Carolina Panthers. 
Let's move on to the last team in the division, the Atlanta Falcons. They finished the season with a 4-12 record. A mix of injuries and underperformance from major players led to a pretty disappointing season for the yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Um, nothing exciting. Of course, we had Calvin Ridley, who um, had a little bit of a breakout. Mm-hmm. A little bit would be an understatement, mm-hmm. but he had a breakout season this uh, this season. Yeah, nothing else very exciting about this team. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it's Calvin Ridley, and that's about it. He was the top yeah. performer. Everyone expected him to have a breakout season, and he did, finishing fifth uh, in the wide receiver fantasy rankings. Um, he was very uh, consistent as well. Yeah, uh, he only had two games where he got under ten points, um, which is Week Eight against Carolina and Week Four against Green Bay, where he didn't catch a single ball. So that was a weird thing. Uh. Other than that, top performers, Matt Ryan was fine. Finished yep. as a top 15 quarterback. He finished, I think, 12th right behind Kirk Cousins. Uh, Russell Gage had his moments, but, you know, not, I don't think, not star-worthy at all. Yeah. Julio Jones was probably the the big news, the important thing. Uh, he missed half the season due to injury. When he played, he he played good. Um, but you know, there's a lot of times where he didn't play. So I, yep. he's, he's fallen back to the wide receiver two position in the, uh, depth chart. And I think he's going to stay that way. Todd Gurley was a, uh, I guess, uh, there, I mean, he was definitely their number one running back, uh, but he didn't do well. He really massive disappointment, well. <laughs> big disappointment. And, yep. you know, I, we were really against drafting him. Yeah, uh, 675 rushing yards, nine rushing TDs. Uh, the most notable rushing TD was when he didn't want to score a TD <laughs> against the Lions. That was so funny. Um, yeah, I, I would I would put Hayden Hurst up there as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Top yep. 10 tight end. Yep. 571 receiving yards, six TDs, 88 targets is the thing I like the most about that. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's, I guess. Their passing game, I would say, is what they did right. Mm-hmm. And with Julio Jones back, they, it's going to be even better. Uh, their run game was bad. Their defense was bad. And that's what they need to improve on. Their their defense is one of the worst in the league. Awful. Yeah. It's and it awful. doesn't help that they're in the division with the Saints and the Panthers and the Bucs. Yeah. So, yeah, not good. They uh, They were in the bottom three for total yards allowed per game. Uh, they were last in passing yards allowed per game. They were, I think, in the bottom 10 rushing yards allowed per game. Like, you got to fix this. You got to fix this. You need uh, better defenders, which is really the offseason moves that I would like. I would like a lot of defensive signings, but here's what they did. Uh, they signed running back Mike Davis out of Carolina, who we just recently talked about. I think that this is a great move. I'm really excited for Mike Davis. It does look like the Falcons are planning on drafting a top-tier running back in the NFL draft. Uh, If they do, then I'm obviously out for Mike Davis. But I think Mike Davis could be a a, a sneaky fantasy pick if the Falcons decide to not go running back early on. Um, Yeah, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on for this season. It's it's going to be so nice if the Falcons don't pick a running back in the draft. Uh, they also uh, signed wide receiver Cordero Patterson. He's going to be a returner. He's going to fight for the wide receiver three spot. 
and I, I could see him being in uh, uh, as, as running back in some plays. Uh, I would say just like a less good Curtis Samuel. Made some defensive signings, nothing too big. Um, yeah, it's they're they're trending down in my head because you know how many years does Matt Ryan have left? Not many. <laughs> Falcons do have the number four spot, which look which is very promising. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Falcons know what they're what they're going to do yet. I don't know what they what they should do. If I'm the Falcons, what do you do? You go quarterback. You know, if if you're going to get either Justin Fields, Mac Jones, or Trey Lance, I'll take all of them. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, do you go Kyle Pitts because he's the best talent in the draft, or do you trade back? That's what I would do. I would trade back. That's what I predicted in my mock draft episode, trading back with the Denver Broncos. You draft a defender. You can stock up on draft picks, wait until next year, get a top quarterback then. Because I, I I don't know. It, it's it's too tough a decision to uh, at, at that number four spot, and I think that a lot of teams are going to give up an arm and a leg for, for that number four position. And yeah. you can get a lot out of that deal. Um, so, like hypothetically, I I have them. I haven't traded with the Denver Broncos, so Falcons would get a number nine spot, and then I have them picking. I think Patrick Sertain, which yeah. is the the number one corner to to fix their their uh you know defense awful Passing. defense yeah it's terrible <laughs> like I said worse in the league so yeah um yeah it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that number four spot. I think that there's not really a wrong answer for the Atlanta Falcons based on those on the the three options that's that's pl- probable, you know, getting a quarterback, a tight end or trading back and getting a defender. I, I think any of those options if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm happy about. So, uh it, it's going to be hard to screw up if you're the Falcons. Uh but you know, you never know. You never yep. know what's going to happen in the draft. The draft gets crazy. Uh but overall, their season finished four and twelve, bottom in their division, underperforming. There's injuries, like you said. I got to give it a grade of D plus. Wow, I I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm going D plus. It just makes D+. sense. Calvin it just makes Ridley, sense. Yeah, is, Calvin Ridley is the plus. The, yeah, he's a plus. Yeah, he's yep. a plus. Because I was yeah, I was on the verge of D and D plus. I'm yep. like, well, Kevin Ridley really he really showed. Well, you, get a, season, you get a top so. five receiver, you know. Yeah. You can't so. you can't give him anything lower than a D. So good for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's gonna wrap up our team grade episode for the NFC South. Say thank you all for tuning in. Uh we've got one more team grade episode coming before the draft. So tune in for that. Uh, you know, be so kind, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Go check out our website at barelyathetic.com. We'll be back with the next episode later this week. See ya.